0: hey, what does it look like to look outside of where everyone is looking? It's always going to be a lot more difficult.
1: This is Art Is, a podcast for artists, where we visualize the future of the art world and the creative industries. Making this podcast has taught me more than I could have imagined and opened up my mind to the immensity of opportunities and possibilities there are for artists and emerging creatives. My mission all along has been to brainstorm the future of the art world, and I'm really excited and proud to say that I think that that's what we're doing. We've investigated emerging technologies, alternative business models, and new startups, operating in the creative space. We've had conversations with young artists and industry experts, sometimes very analytical, and sometimes emotional and open-ended. As I start to explore what's next for me as an artist and creative, operating in this confusing and uncertain time, I've realized that part of the process of getting to the right idea, or just getting to the next step in making a decision or going for an opportunity, is developing the right mindset. That means moving away from the scarcity mentality that has dominated our psyches since early days of school or university, and being open-ended to the possibility of jumping into something different, and not simply following what everyone around you seems to be doing. Chine and Chuba Ezeguasili, from Season 2, Episode 2, not explain this mindset any better. So today I'll be sharing a few clips from my conversation with them. If you feel like diving into the full episode, go back to season two, episode two, designing your art practice with intention.
0: One of the things that we we say is that whatever it is that you see or that you believe out of life is what life brings to you. So if all you see is scarcity, you will find scarcity. I mean, it's also just a psychological, I think part of being an economist is also I'm a behavioral economist, right? Understanding that it's what you call confirmation bias. So when you see a certain thing, if you buy a pink car, you're going to see pink cars everywhere all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And when you're running with a scarcity mindset, you're going to always find scarcity surround you all the time of course the reality is still there which is that there are a limited number of residencies or opportunities or whatever well i think what's helpful is thinking about how you create opportunities for yourself that don't exist and that's a lot harder but the one thing that happens right is a lot of times people only see the things that they think are available because that's what everyone else has seen and that's the easy thing to see so of course it's going to be scarce because everyone can see it and everyone's going to go for it right but I think one of the things that we try to, to do is push ourselves to ask the question how do we see more opportunities how do we see more opportunities that we can create for ourselves mm-hmm. and that's a lot more difficult it is a lot more difficult right because I mean we, we had to do that as a business where, where over time we, 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 we focused less on the standard things that come with that being a design studio brand identity websites all of those sort of things because everyone is competing there and then the question is how do you create what business people call a blue ocean like how do you basically create a whole new pathway that opens up a space of opportunity and the truth is if you don't think that that's possible it's never going to be possible It just isn't going to be possible. For us, we have to tell ourselves it's possible for us to become a new type of company that focuses on more than just design the way people see design. And what that has done for us is that it's opened up whole new opportunities that we didn't think about, we'd never seen coming. And we've not even scratched the surface of them because we're able to say, it's going to be a lot harder for us to say, hey... What does it look like to look outside of where everyone is looking? It's always going to be a lot more difficult.
1: Recently, I had the amazing opportunity of speaking to a creative careers coach. She explained to me this concept of creating a filter for yourself. To put it simply, it means that first you identify your values and what truly matters to you, professionally and personally, and the goals you set for yourself. Then when opportunities or ideas present themselves or come to you, you put them through this filter of saying, Is this in line with my plan, goals, values, etc.? It's an active process of you being in control and making clear decisions for your professional and personal well being. China and Chuba are the masters of this and really take it one step further. They designed a set of tools that they use in all of their decision making called the Framework of Intention. Here they are explaining it.
0: The Framework of Intention is broken down to three steps. Oh, Sort of think of it as, as a cycle too as well. And the first part of the framework is to, is to slow down. I think that was one of the things that just being in touch with nature, you know, brought to us just the, the recognition of the fact that we had to slow down when you want to do anything before you, if you want to be intentional, if you want to have an idea, if you want to have a plan, you have to really slow down to actually think about what it is that you want to do. Or is it that you want to get to think of it as a journey? You know, um, before you set on journey, you, you have to have a sense of where is you're going as opposed to just <laughs> driving. So slowing down was a very key part of that. And, and slowing down takes place in different ways. One of the ways to slow down is through meditation. Meditation is a great way because when you slow down to meditate, you can be in the moment. And that is very key because if you're in reality, you want to ensure that everything that is happening, you're aware of it and that you are in sync with your surroundings. And just being able to meditate is a key step into being able to to get yourself locked into reality as it is. Another way of slowing down is also journaling. Uh, Journaling is good because it allows you to reflect and that is very important. I think one of the things that we say is that your life is a movie and if you slow down to reflect, you're going to be able to see sort of the important parts of your life and you're also going to see the patterns as well. And when you're able to see the patterns, you're able to know what about those patterns can you make better? And what about those patterns can you adjust or change or really eliminate. So doing this allows you really see your life in a timeline that allows you to make better decisions in your future. I think another part of slowing down is also exercising as well. Exercising is a good way to slow down. When you're exercising, you're really repeating the process over and over again and that puts you in almost a meditative state that allows your mind the ability to concentrate and focus. And that concentration and focus, just like with meditation, is key towards being able to create an intention. The framework is sort of think about it like buckets and, and whatever goes into that bucket is very contextual. Well, why we list these actions first is because we believe that it's important that whatever it is that you're doing starts from your mind it starts Mm -hmm. from within because once you can do that then it's easier for you to apply this framework even to the work that you do so for example you talk about your sculptures that you create right and then you get to the part where it comes to sort of the presentation or like marketing or I don't know what, what other words you want to use and then you're sort of like where do I go and I think this is where the framework comes in when you're slowing down you're starting the project by saying am I looking at this from a holistic point of view, you know, so as opposed to just the creating, because that's, and that's the thing with creatives. It can be so like doing the work makes us happy. Like the work itself makes us happy. It's just like creating makes us happy. But afterwards, right the marketing the selling the putting it out there the packaging the whatever it is that we then need to do to move it forward then it's just like ah really i don't want to do this part but the truth is you can't run a business that way like you have to do all the other not so fun aspects of it but slowing down helps you really map out exactly what what it is that you want to see in the end. So in the end, right, it's not just that you want to create in the end is that you want to create and then other steps are included. So when you slow down, you know what those steps are and then it's then helpful for you when you're then moving on in terms of the project. The second step then helps you see what it is that you need. And the second step is for you to give gratitude. So that's what we call the second step, give gratitude, because when you're in a state of gratitude, you see what surrounds you, you know, and many times it can get so easy to just focus on just the work and then you sort of turn our vision yourself into it. And then you're not seeing those resources that you're surrounded with, you know, so whether it's um, thinking about, okay, I, I'm, I'm not really good at selling, but do I know someone who can help with that? Or who can I talk to? Or what resource can I listen to or learn or read because there's there's information out there that can then help you become better at that aspect that you might find difficult but it will only come when you slow down enough to know that you need it right and then two you're giving gratitude enough to know that you know i'm grateful for what exists out there and gratitude helps you see so once you're able to see you're able to then therefore say okay i need this okay you know what Thank you, life, for presenting this to me. Now I'm going to take this and, and, and use this to move my project forward, right? So that's where gratitude comes in. We can talk about this also just from the mental aspects of it, of gratitude, of giving gratitude, because it's a superpower to have where you're able to say, how am I expressing gratitude on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. irrespective of what happens? And, and it, this is especially critical for creatives because a lot of times uh, when things don't go well for creatives or maybe we get like a bad review or something, creatives sort of like just let it sink them. And it's a very important thing to not let situations that come destabilize you as a Mm -hmm. creative because once it damages your confidence, that's everything. You know, it becomes a lot more difficult to think and be creative. But once you're in a state of gratitude, you're saying to yourself, irrespective of what comes, I'm going to see the lessons in it and I will take the lessons out of it, right? And the rest, whatever, you know, but what are the lessons that you can learn from it? So even if someone someone leaves a harsh review of your work, right? What can you take out of it? Like even just as a creative, that's content for you. like How do you take that and spin it into something? know <laughs> How do you create a sculpture of negative reviews <laughs> i don 't know' something cool like there's always something to yeah. be done as a creative you you are a god in that world, and you can create whatever right, but it only happens when you stop running away from situations that might be unpleasant because that then stops you from experimenting and that's a very important part of that your growth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the second step. And then I guess Gina can then talk about how the third steps actually helps you take whatever lessons that you've learned and also the blessings that have also come because you've been you've you've opened up yourself to learning and how you then take that and run with it. The third step is to take responsibility. Taking responsibility is key because it allows you to take those lessons and the blessings that life leaves you with uh, in every moment and it allows you to take them and convert them into something that allows you to move further in life or allows you to get what it is that you want out of life. We always have this um, example if I was to give you a potato, okay, as a gift, you know, a basket of potatoes as a gift, and you don't cook it, you just leave it there, you don't do anything with it, it's, it's gonna spoil. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the same way to think about life. There are all these things that are available to us, they are the blessings, there's there's the resources that exist within us and also outside us. But if we don't slow down enough to give gratitude for them and see them and then take responsibility for using them or crafting them, nothing can exist. You know, at the end of the day, it's wasted. You think of it as yourself as a sculpture. Um, I can give you a ton of clay now and be like, yeah, here you go. Yes, some, some clay to sculpt something. But if you don't sculpt clay, nothing happens. You know, nothing exists. So that, that taking responsibility is really key um, in terms of making and creating the future that it, that you want to see. It really requires you just say, right now I have what it requires to make what I want to see. Now it's about me putting in the energy, whatever it is, whether it's a, a decision, whether it's, an, whether it's a product, whether it's, it's an art, whatever it is, as long as you're able to sort of slow down enough to see what it is and see what you have to create it. And then you take that step, that next step of actually taking responsibility to do it. The moment you're able to do that is the moment you would have been intentional.
1: Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 11 of Art Is, a podcast for artists. It's summer here where I am, and I've been able to take some time offline, reflecting and planning the next steps. So this episode, I'd really like to thank you for listening. And if you feel like supporting the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can also financially support the work I do through the donation link in the episode description. While you're there, check out the Artist bookshop. For a collection of the best creative and professional development resources. Thanks so much and see you soon.